It was the week before Christmas, and the small town of Maple Ridge was bustling with holiday cheer. The streets were lined with twinkling lights and festive decorations, and the air was filled with the sound of carolers singing and children laughing. As the town prepared for the big day, one family decided to get a head start on the festivities by setting up their Christmas tree early. It was beautiful, spruce, tall, and full, with branches that seemed to reach up to the sky. But as they trimmed the tree with ornaments and tinsel, the family couldn't shake the feeling that something was off. The tree seemed to pulse with an otherworldly energy, and they swore they could hear it whispering to them in the dead of night. At first, they tried to ignore it, the strange noises and movements, convincing themselves that it was just their imagination. But as days passed, the bizarre occurrences became impossible to ignore. Ornaments would fall off the tree and shatter on the floor, and presents would disappear without a trace. The family tried to shake off their unease, attributing the strange happenings to the excitement of the holiday season. As Christmas Eve approached, the tree's malevolent presence became much, much worse. Their three-year-old son Jimmy was crawling around the tree, when suddenly his arm was pulled up into its thick green branches. He screamed and cried, and his parents immediately tried to pull him out. But no matter how hard they tried, they couldn't get his arm out from the tree. At least not until Jimmy's dad started smashing the side of the tree with a shovel. Finally, after a few hard whacks, the tree let up, with almost a sinister groan coming from deep within his bowels. The family tried to remove it from their home, but no matter where they placed it, the tree always somehow came back inside, right in the spot where they had originally set it up. They even tried burning it in the backyard, but nothing seemed to work for very long. Feeling helpless and alone, the family turned to the internet for answers. They scoured forums and chat rooms, desperate to find someone who could help them. And eventually they stumbled upon a blog, written by a self-proclaimed expert on curses and the supernatural. The blog detailed the legend of an evil Christmas tree that had terrorized small towns for centuries. According to the legend, the tree was possessed by the spirit of a pagan witch who used it to pray on unsuspecting families. The more fear and suffering the tree caused, the stronger it became. The family was terrified, but they knew they had to eventually face the tree head on. So they gathered their courage and returned home, determined to confront the possessed tree and put an end to its reign of terror. As they approached the tree, they could feel its dark energy pulsing around them. It let out a deafening roar, and its branches lashed out and staring the family in its grasp. But they were ready for it. With the help of the information they had gathered, the family was able to perform a ritual that weakened the tree's hold on them. They recited ancient incantations and made offerings to the spirit of the witch, hoping to appease her and send her back to the beyond. After what seemed like an eternity, the tree finally relented. Its branches slackened, and the malevolent energy dissipated, leaving behind only a lifeless, limp tree. The family was relieved and exhausted, 
but they knew they had to completely destroy the tree, so it could not come back and cause them any more harm. So they brought it out back again, and gathered around, setting it ablaze, watching as the flames consumed it and sent the spirit of the witch back to the netherworld. And so the evil Christmas tree was defeated, but the memory of its terror will live on in the hearts of the family, probably for the rest of their lives. And one thing is for sure, whenever Christmas comes around these days, they will always opt for a plastic tree instead. Krampus was a creature that was said to roam the streets during the holiday season, punishing naughty children and dragging them off to the underworld. No one was quite sure where he came from, or how he came to be, but everyone knew to be on their best behavior during the holidays, if they didn't want to run afoul of the fearsome beast. As a young boy, I remember hearing stories about Krampus from my parents and grandparents. They would tell me tales of his long crooked horns and his hoofed feet, of the chains he carried and the basket on his back where he kept the naughty children he had captured. They would warn me to be good or else Krampus would come for me. I always tried to be a good boy, but sometimes I couldn't help but misbehave. When I was eight years old, I snuck a cookie before dinner, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to and I was certain that Krampus was going to come get me that night. As I lie in bed, too scared to close my eyes, I heard a loud knock at the door. My heart raced as I heard the sound of chains dragging across the floor and the hoofed footsteps approaching my bedroom. I squeezed my eyes shut, hoping that Krampus would just go away. But he didn't. I felt a cold, bony hand wrap around my wrist, and I was lifted out of the bed. I opened my eyes to see Krampus standing before me, his red eyes burning with anger. I knew I was in trouble. Krampus dragged me out of the house and into the night, the chains clinking and clanking behind us. I was too scared to even cry out for help. We walked for what felt like hours, until we reached a dark, foreboding cave. Krampus pushed me inside, and I fell to the ground, trembling with fear. I looked up to see a group of children, huddled in the corner, their eyes wide with terror. I realized that they were all the naughty children Krampus had punished, just like me. I knew I had to escape, but I was too afraid to move. Krampus loomed over me, his eyes boring into my soul. I closed my eyes and waited for the worst, but it never came. When I opened my eyes, Krampus was gone. I was alone in the cave, the other children nowhere to be found. I stumbled out of the cave and made my way home, vowing to always be good from that day forward. But to this day, I still wonder what happened to those other children. Did they ever escape from Krampus and make it home? Or are they still trapped, waiting for the day when they might be freed? <laughs>